This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Josh? You sound a little bit froggy on this I 29th episode. I am of a little bit froggy, uh, and I'm hoping I'm I'm able to to taste the coffee. I've been I've been sipping the coffee. I think I can I can taste that it's coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I spent most of my last week sick. So, yeah, Wednesday through Saturday, uh, I was no rocking good. a fever. No good. Wasn't COVID, for those of you that are, like, worried about such things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't. We did tests. We wanted to be yes. uh, We wanted to be extra cautious. Um, but, yeah, dude, fever for four days, super congested. Like, my sinuses were, like, jacked. Did you have a high fever? Uh, it wasn't crazy high. I think 102 okay. point something. So not high, but, like. Enough to where you feel super crappy and yeah, but not like delirious. Dude, when I had when I had COVID a couple yeah. years ago, like that was like you you kind of want to die. Oof. I mean, but that that was like <laughs> that was like three four days of like a hundred and four. Yeah, I had something like that. I like that, like that was that was like yeah. every part of your body just hurts. You want to just lay yeah. down and, and you feel die. like your brain's getting scrambled. Yes. too. like so just it, cooked. It wasn't it wasn't high like that. Okay. So that was yeah. that, that was good, but yeah, I just made, dude, I tried everything to like did you clear it out? I'm lo- I'm googling like what are pressure points, pressure points for for sinus release? Like I don't know. I was I was doing everything I could. Well, I'm glad you're feeling so, somewhat better, buddy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, if you're like, man, who's this? If you only do the audio and you're like, who's this random guest host that? that I could just do that? the rest of the episode this way as well. Now, I mean, there are some people that make that nasally thing work. Uh, Billy Corgan, true, right? Like, He's okay, here's my question. Through the soft here's palate. my question. Do you think? And I'm, I would have to go back. We're sorry, we're getting sideways before we. Even I saw them live, uh, Smashing Pumpkins live. It was one of the best shows I've seen. Okay, I mean, dude, like, fantastic. I mean, and yes. I one of the things I love about bands is when you have a vocalist who has a really unique vocal. Yes. And Billy Corgan is one. I think Dexter Holland from The Offspring. Like people that have this like, oh, like this is some kind Not of normal. average voice, right? They right. they've got something in their voice that, right. that sets it apart. But I I don't know that I've ever heard at least I don't I don't remember hearing Billy Corgan in any interviews or anything like that. Does he does he talk like that? Or Man, is that's that a, that's an interesting question. Cause I know, so there's a band I love, like since the mid '90s, Joy Electric. They're okay. like a Christian techno band. Okay. Joy Electric. Ronnie Martin is the guy who's he's he's actually a pastor. Uh, last I knew, he pastors a church in Ohio. Cool. Um, but like, if you listen to their music, especially their earlier stuff, he has this like super. I don't want to say like, uh, like Tiny Tim. No, not, no, no, <laughs> Tiny Tim. But it's like this super like ethereal like. Oh. light like airy i mean it really fit the style of music yeah but then you you would watch interviews with him and he talks like this you know he's got like that's this, crazy and he's got this really like deep like more more masculine voice versus when he sings totally different yeah. so i'm curious with billy corgan because i mean obviously we could sing him today is the greatest so good. i mean awesome dude awesome. 1979 is one of the best records of all time so i mean i love so my favorite pumpkin song probably i mean I like Disarm. That's yeah. one that's one of my favorites. Uh today. Today is fantastic. Uh nineteen seventy nine. I, I, I can figure that out. Yeah, bullet with butterfly wings. That's yeah. like the fantastic the classic. Uh yeah. but yeah, they were 
I feel like LaBarba is is vibing with us, and probably Frank is vibing with us right now <laughs> over Smashing Pumpkins. Dude, LaBarba, I, I don't know about Frank, but LaBarba has fantastic... He sends me... Uh, he Music. really digs, like, uh, Marcus King. Oh, so yeah, Marcus King. dude, Marcus King is good. Uh, dude, he'll send me tunes his... He can he play. Just, he Marcus jams. King can play, dude. He jams. Man, what did he... Yeah. Sorry, what did he... He sent me somebody new the other day. I never heard of him. Because he works by himself I'm a little on the farm, bit, so he probably just has like Spotify ripping all day. I'm a little nervous that this is like a country guy, oh, no. Josh. But come like, on, man. no, but it, but this song that he Stop sent me, episode right now, the song that he sent me. Oh, where is it? Some guy named Red Shahan. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Who but that the is. song was Revolution. Okay. It didn't sound country. Now okay. I listen to one of the other this the other songs I'm like, oh crud, I think this guy is country. But <laughs> and LaBarba knows I'm not a huge country guy. No. So, no but this this not. revolution song, like like from the opening chord, okay. you're just like So good. Oh, oh, this is a this is a good jam. So I like country and western music. Like old You like old. Old school. Like now for yes. for because today's kids probably think Colton like Wall. like Today's Cultural. kiddos probably think like Garth Brooks is old no. country. No. So you got to give us some context yeah, here. Yeah, I'm talking uh, Dr. Ralph Stanley, Conway Twitty, okay? Uh, I'm talking Merle Haggard. Uh, I'm talking, let me think of some others. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Ricky Skaggs. You know, I recognize a couple of those. Yeah, names. real, real old country music. Uh, Hank Williams Sr., not Junior, Sr., um, that's the kind of stuff. But I do like the new school uh, country western that's like super, super, and Coulter Wall. Check him out, guys, if you're if you're down for, for um, now, country like, and western mean, music. You don't mean like new country, like where they mix rap with it, do you? Josh, I absolutely I know. do not mean this. I know, because I mean, that I is just trash. Wanna, I just want to clarify for no. our listeners so and our viewers. What I really want to do, not, and I'm not going to do it. It's not what we're talking about. No. Because that's, that's like, hey, let's blend two things that are not great and see if it no. becomes something better. I wish I could it play doesn't. a track, but we could get flagged, so we're not going to do that no. and get pulled off of everything. Uh, but check it out. Coulter Wall. I'm going to tell you particularly, and this he, is a this is a newer. This is artist. a new school. Yeah, Coulter Wall. Um, let's see right here. So, yeah. So like this is the kid, right? I'm just showing you a picture of it, right? Here he is, and he has this one particular uh, session that's live at the original 16 Brewery sessions. Amazing. His song "Cowpoke." Look up that song, Josh. I will play it for you. I'm telling you, this is oh, great. Cow He's poke. got another one. Is that one of the things I do like about country music? Is I like I like good storytelling, and he has one where he particularly he falls in love with this girl, and he works his butt off to get a ring for this girl. And I mean, he loves this girl. He goes to work one day. He comes back and he finds the girl in. Uh, uh, a, a not a great situation with another another man and he decides he's gonna have to end her <laughs> he kills this he kills this is terrible no, this why is a, are you why dude, are you recommending this kate mccannon is a great song bro this is a great song you gotta listen to this i have a dark sense of humor when it comes to music 
So why? I don't. I mean, I I can appreciate that because it's. And funny. I'm also you, sort of vengeful as a person. So you shouldn't feed that though. Like that's the flesh. Kate McKinnon, you need to listen to that song. It's good. So there's it's there's good. a there's a guy it's all we could I, do. Really, I really like. Uh, his name is Brett Detar. He's got a, a varied musical past. Okay. Uh, he was actually a guitarist in the in the hardcore band Zayo. Then he started a an emo band. Okay. In like the late, uh, early 2000s, called the Juliana Theory. And then he did some stuff. I think they consider it like Americana. I like Americana. Like, well, so that's Folk where Americana. I, I do. I do too. Like, yeah. and, and he, it's got a little bit of a, you might listen to like, oh, that's kind of country. Oh, no, it's, it's different than country. Mm-hmm. It's different than country. Mm-hmm. But he does it. It's interesting that you talk about that story because he does one similar, but he doesn't, he doesn't kill the girl. Yeah. He takes himself out as oh. a way to, I, I, yes. it's, it's dark. There's dark. It's dark. Yeah. So, and, and just a sneak peek behind uh, my particular sickness, I want G.I. <laughs> Joe to die. What? Like, I want Cobra to win. I want Why? Superman. I don't know. I want the bad guy to win. I, it's so predictable. So you watch, like, the movies that, the, all the movies is like, oh, he's with her, blah, blah, blah. They're just dumb. They're just dumb. They're not thinking. I want to see a movie where it's like you don't know, and then like, oh man, GI Joe, he died. Now, isn't that like, isn't that more like? And sorry, like <laughs> we're sideways. We're, we're gonna think that like our, our British friends are gonna think that I'm always picking on them. But isn't that like in in like more British movies and stuff? They like the bad guy dies all the time, kind of thing. You mean they? good guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That's what I meant. That's yes. What I meant. I don't know. I the only British movies, uh, or I don't know if I've seen any British movies except for Netflix show called The Crown, fantastic, and then of course Downton Abbey, fantastic. As oh, well. dude, Downton Nicole Abbey and I, we love Downton Abbey. So I'm going to tell you guys something on this episode. All right, here it comes. This is out on audio. This is out on video. <laughs> Several years ago, Girl, think think hard about it. No, this, this is okay. This is no okay. I'm I'm this. willing. I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. So several years ago, my wife and I are sitting there. We're watching Downton Abbey. Right? I'm enthralled. I, this I think it's fantastic. Uh, the one butler, though, I hate that guy. Um, that was mean to Mr. Bates, the dark-haired one that that was the a homosexual. Guy? Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah. That guy's yeah. terrible. But anyway, so we're watching Downton Abbey, and um, it's a Sunday night. It's after church, and it's in February. Right. Josh doesn't know where I'm going with this. I have no idea where so, you're going with this. I'm literally sitting there. I turn to Lisa and I say, I think it's Super Bowl Sunday. I think the Super Bowl's on right now. And I, I'm like, I just lost my man card. It's gone. Well, it's if, utterly gone on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm watching Downton Abbey with my wife and not watching football. So, well, I, I'm not going to judge because I don't think I've watched the Super Bowl in probably over right. 15 years. And that isn't a big deal either. It's just the fact that instead of watching the Super Bowl, which is something I normally would watch, I was watching Downton Abbey. Well, I I actually think that that demonstrates that you are more manly than the average joe because rather than cave <laughs> to the you know to the, the norms. expectations and the norms of our culture yeah. you're like you know what i'm going to i'm going to engage in a, a really good story it was really good instead of yeah. a crappy football game yeah another uh songwriter along those dark dark good guy dies sort of uh uh vibes is andy Schof. Hmm. C uh, S C H A U F. He's a Canadian guy. 
really dark. He has one song where he sings to his wife who's passed away. She's he's a widower, oh. and he is talking about how these he's always hearing the coyotes that are messing with their chickens. This whole song is a great song, huh. a really good song. And he's talking to her. The song is about you know will they let will they let a killer into heaven? Do you, will you be there at the gates to let me in when I come? So he hears and he tells the whole story this whole song he hears a stirring out in the yard he's like i'm gonna get my my rifle i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna shoot these coyotes well he's an older gentleman he's out in the yard and he sees the chickens kind of going sort of and he shoots and there were some kids out in his yard and he killed a child that is dark man and he buried the child in his yard that's great now i want to give a dis disclaimer here uh <laughs> Maybe, I don't like horror movies, though. Maybe, oh, I don't watch I, I that, don't, stuff. I don't no. do that stuff. No. But real life murder mystery kind of stuff. I don't know. I like it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let let Holy Spirit be your guide. With no, I'm not. We're not. We're not writing off. And we've talked about this. We're not before. prudes. We're not. We're not writing off like any no. genre or type of music. But be, uh, be except a, country. Be aware. Except country. We uh, are writing that off. And rap. And rap. Oh, dude, are, are okay. you going soft okay. on me? No, no, no. There are so, I mean, I grew up with Snoop Dogg and the Chronic and Dr. Dre. I grew up with this. Okay. And, and I'm in the early 90s. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, if it's if it's old school. Right. Maybe 25. I'm like, I'm like, you, your take on country, I'm like that with rap. I like yeah. old school. Run DMC. Rap. I like. I like old West Coast like gangster rap. Yes, LL Cool like, J. Like that was that was good. Now yes. like modern rappers like it's it's. Oh my gosh! I, I think it's largely garbage. It is trash. If yeah. they say anything at all, it's like what. And he's talking what? just so dehumanizing. Yes, and, and, and crude. I was listening, dude. Some I of did, it's crude. I was doing. I did uh, the Big Brothers program through our our school system for several years. And the kid I was paired with, man, he really liked this rapper. And he was showing me some of his favorite songs. And I'm like, dude, like, do you realize what this, <laughs> like, this guy's like talking about beating his yeah, wife. And like, yeah. dude, I'm like, this is terrible. Like, but the old school stuff like Snoop and Two Life Crew and all, they did the same thing, though. They were pretty dark and, well, and see, towards I like, females particularly. Well, I mean, again, yeah. that rap culture is not yeah, great. No. And, and some of it can be violent. Yes. But I liked, I liked on the, in the Christian scene. Yeah, uh, T Bone. T Bone. I got, uh, okay. I got fish listening to T Bone. What about uh, what's the other one? But um, uh, who's a white guy? Oh, I can't think of his name. In the Christian scene, KJ Fifty Two. Oh yeah, or KJ Five Two. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, KJ Five Two. He was pretty good. I think my 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 brother Andrew. He had some. Of he his was like the records. the Christian Eminem. Yes, because he had that vibe. He yep. even wrote two songs. Did you know this? Kind of a response. Well, and he's sharing the gospel, to, to like Eminem. reaching out to Eminem yes. because Eminem sort of trashed him in public, and KJ Five Two is like reaching out in love to this guy, praying that he would come to Christ. It was kind of cool. We are insane. Like, Holy cow. Yes, we've been sitting here. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. We went out with um, some friends from church, uh, Chase and Alexa Wagner, uh, oh, the chiropractor. Yeah. Went out to dinner with them Friday night, which, by the way, mazel tov to the Wagners. Avery, oh. their son was born. Got a picture of him here on my phone. Congratulations. Chase, uh, yes, congrats. And uh, actually, contractions started directly after dinner is what chase told me anyway so avery was telling me avery excuse me she, he wasn't telling me anything because he was still inside of his mother at that time of this conversation alexa said at dinner she's like 
she started listening to the podcast and she's like, it's so funny, you too. Like at the beginning when you're just kind of talking. I was like, oh man. <laughs> we, we, we waste time. Let's talk. Well, let's we're not talk coffee. Wasting time. Maybe, no, it's somebody, true. maybe somebody walked away from this with a really good, either a really good Don't recommendation. Don't listen to JB's music, music. Or. Well, yeah. no, just be mindful. Uh, if yes. music affects you and it's negative, then yes. maybe don't listen to that music. But okay, uh, let's go. The, let's go another way. Okay. I am still, I still believe the greatest record of all time is "Dark Side of the Moon." Well, by Pink you Floyd. are, you are a huge prog huge, rock, uh, Pink Floyd guy. Oh gosh, yes, yep. Pink Floyd, uh, Led Zeppelin. So classic rock would be my absolute favorite genre of music. I love uh, the Doors, the Who, uh, this sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have like an all-time favorite record. Mm, Dark Side. But I don't know. There's so many, and people are going to be like, oh, man, JB. There are so many <laughs> scriptural, biblical veins in that record. If you listen with an ear to hear, you'll hear, I believe the song Time, which is like, you know, one of the anthem tracks. That's the book of Ecclesiastes mm -hmm. to music. The book of uh, uh, the song Money is talking about greed right have a cigar which that's another record talking about fame and fortune pride at any rate i, I could go i could go on about pink floyd because i'm down for pink floyd but anyway cool hey what kind of coffee are we drinking throw in the uh throw in the comments what's your if you've got a favorite record of all time yes uh what is that yes so i'm pulling up the picture of today's all the coffee yes yeah, so today we almost, are drinking mine's almost gone mine so. too we are drinking a colombian steel magnolia Ooh! yes there's no tasting notes so we're just drinking fancy. it this is one of the bags that we got from rod and tammy correct? rod and tammy and their friend i'm gonna read is his name is the name chris so i have the info right here okay i text rod to find out this is Colber, K-O-L-B-E-R, Colber Coffee. Chris Colber is his name. Okay. Chris, yes, I don't think you're listening or watching this, but if you are, the coffee's good, my friend. And he goes by Grouchy Guy Coffee. Huh. And I tried to look it up. Like, I tried to find something like, where do you buy it? It was very fresh, fresh coffee, very good. What's different about this coffee, and you may, may or may not notice, Josh, this is a this Colombian particularly is a little bit darker roast than we normally, it's definitely a medium. Definitely a medium roast. It's a little bit darker than what we knew, usually drink as a light roast. I will tell you this, like when I pull shots at home, usually I pull a light, light medium uh, and I get this orangish, creamy, light, light, khaki, tan crema on top of the shot. Huh. This coffee pulls like a dark brown, chocolatey crema on top. It's velvety and rich, and this coffee... Velvety is a good... That's a good word for the overall feel of this coffee. This coffee was really, really great as an espresso. Uh, as, a, as a brewed coffee, it's a little stronger for my taste, personally, but it's really good, high, high-quality coffee. The beans particularly, so Chris Colbert, good on you. The other one was an Ethiopian, which I have frozen. I'm really excited about that. That one we're going to use for the coffee tasting okay. event, which Come is up. May 13th. As oh, of, actually, they can't. They, the window is closed. So if they didn't sign up, they missed it, man. They did. Yesterday and was the last day. We have to up. talk after this is over, if we ever end this podcast, because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make coffee for how many people said they're coming. So I'm going to have to teach like you being sick. I, I did not. Uh, There's over 30 people, bro. Are we? Okay. Yeah. And even with small cups. So I'm trying to get my daughter, Lily, to come and help us because she's a barista. She's oh, yeah. she's trained and knows how to do pour overs. Lily, 
please, Lily. Please. Please. We just need please? you for two hours. Uh, but I'm probably going to have to teach you how to do this, man, because okay. we, um, it'll be, it, it'll just take too long, I think, in between each cup. And maybe we don't care. Maybe we just do less coffee and it's more about the experience. I don't know. We got to talk about uh, gifts and games and all that too. So, yeah. but the Colombian yeah. Steel Magnolia from Chris Colbert Coffee. My only my question is why? What do you, you taste? Why are you grouchy, Chris? Yeah, like, you make good coffee. Yeah. Why, why are you grouchy? Talk to us, Brent. Man, what what can, what's happened in your life? My number is two six nine two two one eight six four three. Yeah, man. We can have a conversation. We you hope you're have, having a happy day. You don't have to be grouchy. Right. Right. Okay. Anyways, right. uh, what do you, I don't know, what are you tasting? Again, I'm I'm, I'm definitely I'm tasting like post, nuttiness. Post, uh, I'm tasting crud. nutty, absolutely chocolate. I mean, the chocolate and dark chocolate, particularly uh, dark chocolate. Um, you know, toasted or roasted nuts. Ooh, you know, like a roasted like a roasted almond. Roasted almond is exactly what I was thinking. It has a sort of an amaretto sort of flavor taste. Um, it's good. It's great coffee, but good grief josh we are one third we are 20 minutes in <sighs> okay yesterday's message was right in the awakened series josh you were you were at home i did i joined us i watched the live stream i was still i hadn't been 24 hours without a fever yet so i was uh yeah i stayed home and thank you for loving your neighbor as yourself I, it's it, nothing more difficult than when you encounter someone who's like i had a fever like two hours ago i took some ibuprofen i'm feeling better or they've got right. like green gunk coming out of their nose and they're wanting to shake your hand it's like dude stay home no we try like i mean yeah. that was like the standard i don't know if we've got any medical professionals that watch but like dude i remember like my whole life like the standard was 24 hours without a fever or throwing up or yeah or I the mean, others yeah, whatever whatever yes now like with covid they were all like Oh, yeah. you had a, you had a fever like thirty days ago. You're probably still contagious. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know if it works like that. But I'm not a doctor. Neither am I. So I don't know if you yeah. if you know such things. Just go ahead and you know comment. Uh, Jade, <laughs> but maybe Jade don't could tell us because they're gonna block if you say anything in the comments about COVID. They're probably gonna block it. Yeah, and false information. You, like whatever. Yeah. Sorry, that's a total side <laughs> sidetrack. So the message, message. I did watch it. I watched. Brandon <laughs> Kinsey, our next steps of community pastor, gave the message in the Awakened series, um, and he was he did the entire chapter in essence, uh, chapter seven of the book of Acts. And he finished chapter six because we yes. only you know last the week before we only got through like verse seven. Yes. So he did a he covered a lot of ground. He did uh, in Acts. Kind of focused on this guy, which I'm curious to see how you pronounce his name. So we were we were vociferously <laughs> making fun of you. Of uh, me? Uh, definitely, by the way you were saying it. How do I say it? You said Stephen. Because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> we knew. So I told my <laughs> wife, I was like, the reason he's going to say this is because that is exactly how it's spelled. There's a PH, not a V. But people who stay, say so. I would say if it's PH, it should be Stefan. Stefan. Okay. So is that how you pronounce it? If it's there's no V, well, I would say Stefan. But Stefan doesn't sound very scriptural. It sounds like a more modern name. Yeah. I don't know. Well, cause, I mean, because because Kinsey pronounced it Stephen. He did. And like I Which watched, what I and I was said. like, I was like, okay, I'm curious how JB is going to say this. I would have said Stephen. For those of you that don't know, and some of you do, because you've you've you know me for a while, I pretty much say everything differently than differently. everybody else yes. that lives here. I must have yes. a Grand Rapids area dialect of our yes. language because 
apparently I say lots of things uh, and everyone's like, uh, what? What, yes. what is that word that you said? <laughs> like, St Stephen? Stephen. No, I'm, Stephen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not tracking. What, what is <laughs> I've never even heard it said that way. Like, ne I've never even heard it that way. Well, why do you, why do you think they spell it that way then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your rigid adherence to, to the spelling of the word that causes you to say it in that way. I, I mean, which I mean, we do have a, our our language is very confusing, right? And oh, we don't English we don't is so always, crazy. I love uh, <laughs> Brian Reagan. He's funny. You know, like when he talks about like plurals and stuff. <laughs> Many much moosen. Yeah. Like I love, I love his bit about that. And he highlights that we don't follow our own rules most of the time. No, we uh, make them up as we our, go with our language. Uh, well, Paul and Miles, Paul Spencer and Miles uh, would tell us that, that the American English language is ridiculous compared to what they say is proper English. Hmm. Which I was watching something yesterday with British and they were talking about an advertisement. Advertisement. Yeah. An advertisement. Tomato, potato or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, Paul, like when he came and he was talking about her stuff, he said, you guys have a lot of nice kit. And I was like, what does that mean? So kit means gear like the like equipment but huh. yeah kit is like the stuff you use to make shows and whatever like we do huh. yeah That's i different. learned yeah that and um he would say pulley like he's he's feeling pulley so to me i that sounds like p-o-l-l-y poly right but i think what he's actually saying is poorly 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 like p-o-o-r-l-y like you're you know what i mean huh yeah paul if you if you listen to this yeah. You'll have to comment or email. What is it that you're trying to communicate? His about? accent is much stronger than Miles because Miles has been in the States for a long time, um, as it should be. But anyway, we're still sideways. Okay. No. Yeah. So Axe, this guy Axe chapter who seven. has a name, it begins with S. Yes. There's no V in there, but uh, you know, however you pronounce it, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to judge. Yes. Because, uh, but I mean, really what, what, what Pastor Brandon did yesterday is, I mean, he, he, galloped through like a huge chunk of scripture but he, he kind of ended up giving us four practical take-home thing like hey what can we glean from the life of stephen right yes. to, to where hey what, what can we what can we take away from this what do we see him demonstrate mm -hmm. uh and that kind of thing and so he gave us four b's so yeah and the thing that i think uh was probably most crazy about this story and and uh kinsey did such a great job kind of bringing this to the surface was that while steven was being stoned like people throwing rocks at him he was asking god to forgive them that they, mm -hmm. they really didn't know uh and he paralleled this to what jesus asked for on the cross which i thought was was a pretty cool parallel um to uh, martyrs, so to speak, one divine, one uh, human. <laughs> well, both human, but uh, I thought that was pretty amazing in in chapter chapter seven of Acts. What was standing out to you in that? Well, in I the mean, story I, itself. One of the things that you see in that narrative. I mean, in, in, in Kinsey talked about this, and I thought it was really cool. Um, nah, I'm gonna jump ahead. Let me bounce around. Verse 55 in chapter seven. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And you saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Like, how cool is this? I, I mean, for as long as I've read this and, and, and remember it, right, you think, man, how cool is it? Like, this guy is, he's in the process of being killed. Mm -hmm. And he's given this sneak peek into 
glory. what's coming, right? I mean, like, yeah. how cool is that? I mean, yeah. even tour is is that part of what allows him to do that? He's being killed, and yet his his prayer isn't for his own protection, right? Man, I, I think this challenges us, right? I mean, if I'm if I'm having people throw rocks at me, I'm probably praying, Lord, like protect me from these stones, man. Like, Where's my stones to throw back? Yeah, right. Break their arms so they can't throw these stones very <laughs> hard, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's probably what I'm praying. But but his focus is yeah. isn't on himself at all. It's not on self preservation. It's for the spiritual well being of the people that are killing him. Yeah, um, yeah. You just blew know. my mind. So you're saying you're you're surmising that the strength and the ability to endure the thing that he was facing came because of the supernatural vision of heaven that he saw. Yeah, I mean that's wow. what I, I mean I'm curious if that's kind of like what what fueled that. Sure. I mean cuz I mean he, you know Hebrews talks about hey keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I mean he he has that. Yeah. Like he, he literally sees Jesus. And who else like, can say that beside the apostle John? Right. John the apostle on the island of Patmos, of course we know the book of Revelation, but who else has has seen heaven before being there? Right. Wow, Josh. So I don't know. I just I just think it's That's kind of a pretty cool. But I mean, one of the, the factors, right? And, and Kinsey called this message "full resisting and full" because you you have mm-hmm. you have Stephen who is full of the Spirit. We see this early on in Acts yes. chapter six when he's selected to be an overseer for this ministry to the widows. Uh, he's he's full of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's got a lot going for him. Mm-hmm. And it says that again towards the end. Right, man, he's he's full of the Spirit. Yep. Like, dude, he's he's so he's so rooted in in what holy spirit is doing i don't know i don't know back to your message too josh and this wasn't one of the big dogs right this is one of the guys if we're talking about and we hate this and it isn't real the hierarchy in ministry Mm. he was one who was entrusted to tend tables Mm -hmm. right to to minister to the hellenized and greek uh widows particularly uh so a really smaller sort of small group niche group that he's called because he's full of the spirit and wisdom to minister to and then and he's faithful in that small thing and then when he's before these people he hits them with both barrels well he he systematically mm-hmm. works through again because you and, and again i think i think kinsey did a really good job of of highlighting this right where he's being accused of of blasphemy mm-hmm. he's being accused of, of speaking against the law of moses right he systematically <clears throat> demonstrates how moses is pointing forward to Jesus, right? Masterful. I mean, he takes everything the Sanhedrin mm-hmm. would have held on to as authoritative, mm-hmm. and he he leverages that to demonstrate that what yeah. he's teaching them is true and right, and they they don't appreciate that. He and he did it all through the lens of the gospel, which reminds mm-hmm. me that's what Jesus, one of his last acts, if you remember, starting with Moses. Mm. He explained and expounded the scriptures, revealing himself mm-hmm. throughout the scriptures. Because all of the the followers of Jesus before they had no frame of reference. All they could see was this future promise of a Messiah coming. Mm-hmm. Then when he came, they had to kind of reframe, you know, what their perceptions of Torah, what the perceptions of the law and the prophets were. Which I know, Josh, and I think of you every time I watch it now. Um, there's this particular episode in the chosen where Jesus, Oh, it's, it's taken from Luke four okay. where, where Jesus talks about, he, he quotes Isaiah mm. and he, he says that this scripture is fulfilled oh. in your hearing. So the coolest part about the chosen episode where, where he does this is this is when a couple of his friends turn against him. 
This is when everyone in in the in the the temple at that time, like as he does this, he closes the scroll. This is you know the theatrical part of it, and they're they're ready to throw him off of a cliff. They're ready to kill him, but he had to he had to speak what was true. He said, you know, in in the episode, he's saying to them, you know, you uh, you don't even think that you're wrong, and because you don't think you're wrong, you can't be made right. Mm. That's I was that's a that's a good that's a good. <laughs> Yeah. truth bomb because i think that's that's the reality yeah and that's what steven was saying as well i mean like he 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 hit them with both barrels um it, it, it was a great it, it's it's a great story it really is yeah i mean and you see that same approach i, I believe it's in acts three uh peter and maybe john like they're mm-hmm. preaching and they do the same thing <clears throat> and they appeal to again because you you have you have the, uh you know the the hebrews right they're like they're gonna the Jews. They're gonna hang on to Abraham. Right. And they're gonna hang on to Moses. Mm-hmm. Abraham as the father, the the one who has given the promise, uh, and you're gonna hang on to Moses as the the lawgiver. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you see, you see Peter and John, and they're preaching. I, I believe it's well, it might just be Peter, right? And he he appeals to Abraham, but he also appeals to Moses and talks about how Moses in Deuteronomy, he says, "Hey, there's." There's going to be another one like me mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. And when he shows up, y'all better listen to him. <laughs> yes. and, and Peter, he he writes it out plainly for everybody. Yep. You remember Moses, this guy that you all appeal to as your authority? Mm-hmm. He said somebody else was coming, somebody that was going to to be like him, somebody yeah. that was going to uh, actually, like, this is the guy to pay attention to. He told you that was going to happen. Right. It's happened and you guys didn't listen to Moses. You say he's your authority, but you guys aren't even listening to him. Right. You know, smack these you, guys around a little bit. Like, you're missing it. Yep. Yeah. I, I will say, and again, <clears throat> back to the the chosen, the visualization and even the body language of the actors and how they're responding, particularly the Pharisees and Sadducees, like these these folks who are committed to Abraham and Moses. The way the way that they respond to Jesus, uh, it's it's a pretty cool depiction of probably what was happening inside. Mm. Um, yeah, worth worth checking out for sure. Uh, but these four B's, Josh. Yes. Um, this was kind of the take home. We'll say um, the first thing that uh, Brandon encouraged us to be is to be a servant, and he he took this from the life of Stephen being willing to serve. Um, the widows, which we've already talked about, you know, what does that look like in our lives um, to be willing to do whatever? And I, I kind of, I kind of, it made me ask myself some questions for sure. Oh, and I, and I think, you know, I really appreciated how he put that into some different contexts, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, he challenged like, Hey, husbands. Yes. How, how can you serve your wife? That was a good one. Yeah. I mean, which, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a husband, I'm like, Man, it'd be nice if somebody would serve me once in a while. Right. I mean, and unfortunately, that's yep. that's not a great mentality. Right. But what if I what if I woke up every morning and I said, how can I serve my wife? Mm-hmm. Which Ephesians five, Paul tells husbands, love your wife the way that Christ loved the church, which he gave himself. Spoiler alert was a, this sacrificial type of love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What if, what if I started every day that way? What if I what if I went into my place of employment mm-hmm. and said, how can I serve my coworkers? How can I serve my boss? Yeah. Uh, right. So often we try to leverage the people around us to for self promotion to our own ends to, yeah. to accomplish our goals and our purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, what if what if we set that aside and, and and we went into our place and said, "Man, how can how can I make 
my boss looked good today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we actually approached our job that way. I don't know. I think I think we could change some things. Uh, we definitely could. And it's it's kind of backwards to the way the corporate America works. You know, corporate America is like step on whoever to right. climb dog, that ladder. Dog eat dog. Yep. yep. Dog eat dog. Just try to try to do what you have to do. It's interesting. Some of the changes in corporate America, though, are towards a more biblical approach. You're hearing more language in corporate America about uh, Which, serving servant leadership, servant leadership. Yeah. You know, Carrie Newhoff is is a is a, a big advocate. Uh, Patrick uh, Lincioni and he's, Craig Rochelle. Dude, he's a genius. He is Pat, Pat Lincioni. Like, dude, he, his he stuff is. is gold it really is no it's very very good stuff uh, the working genius model particularly is really really helpful i wonder too you know I, i'm thinking of that scripture from paul where paul says you haven't suffered under bloodshed god's calling us to be servants and he called stephen to be a servant and stephen was willing to serve the gospel message the furtherance of the kingdom by literally laying down his own life like giving his own body uh so that it could be a witness to people to come to Christ. Well, not we're not into, being asked to give up our lives. No, I mean, very, very few of us will ever, and right. probably none of us will be put in that place right. where we actually have to lay down our life for the gospel. Right. But I think you know, I loved how how Pastor Brandon he looked at other scripture, mm-hmm. and and it's not just that we're called to serve those around us, mm-hmm. right? I mean, which I do, again, those are good questions to ask. How can I serve my wife? How can mm-hmm. I serve my, you know, my spouse, you know, my kids, my my boss? But what if we actually functioned as though we are, as Paul says of himself, as James says of himself, as Peter says of himself, mm-hmm. as Jude says of himself, what if we actually functioned as though we were servants of the Lord? And not just servants, but bond. Bond servants, right. Service. Like we don't we don't like the word. It, it, some some translations will say slave, mm-hmm. right? In our culture, that's like a trigger word. Like I get Definitely. it. Definitely. Mean, like, but like Definitely. that's kind of the image. Yes. Right? I mean. But a bond servant, as you know, historically, Josh, this is someone who would fulfill, uh, They perhaps they were a servant to someone who they owed money to uh, and they were under labor, construction constricted labor to pay off a debt but they would come to the end of their term of service to be able to be uh the person that that paid off the debt and then they could they could say a couple things i love my master and he loves me and now i'm going to become a bond servant i'm going to bond myself to this master and there was a symbolic process of going to the doorpost of the home and there would they would take an all and there would be a piercing and this would be a symbolic sort of just like we would talk about a, a, a wedding ring uh, but the bond servant was not being forced or constrict right. conscripted they to were, do labor right. they were they, they chose were choosing it. to do they this. chose it i yeah. love my master uh, and so I'm choosing, and and that's really what Stephen did. He was he was a bond servant uh, to the gospel, um, but he was also a witness. Josh, what what um, what about being a witness? Do we do we hear from the life of Stephen? Yeah, well, I mean, so so Stephen, you know, he's he's sharing things that that he's seen. Now we don't know, like he's never brought up mm-hmm. prior to Acts chapter six, right? You know, that, that I'm aware of, right? Right, but but. The fact that he's around, he's hanging out with the twelve. Right, it is a possibility. He's part of the hundred and twenty. We mm-hmm. again, we don't know. We don't know. Right, we don't know. But I mean, has mm-hmm. he seen Jesus in mm-hmm. the flesh? Mm-hmm. He's actually, you know, he's been able to 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 bear witness. Right, right. Because when when that, and I'm totally drawing a blank on the Greek word, but that Greek word that we translate as witness, it's just man, somebody who's seen something and 
tells other people about right, it. Right, right. So, so he's able to to talk from personal experience. Uh, no, this is this is who Jesus is. And mm-hmm. right? I've I've actually seen him uh, prove that he is who he said he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the same way, right where we we weren't there to to see Jesus walk in the flesh, to see his mm-hmm. resurrected body. But I bet you we've got ways we've seen the Lord move. Yeah, right? we've got we've got a story, and you know, and, and Pastor Brandon talked about that, mm-hmm. man. Like we've got a story. Whether you're the mm-hmm. the former drug addict who's who's saved, or you grew up in church, you know, again, mm-hmm. he, regardless of what your story is, you have a story, right? Uh, about how God has saved you. So, yeah, uh, it's just it's taking that mm-hmm. and sharing it with other people. I just wonder. <clears throat> what the uh we'll call it the abusers or the people who um were throwing the stones and stephen actually is asking for them to be forgiven i wonder if they could hear him mm. i wonder if they could see like they you just imagine him with the 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 their rocks in their hands and they're throwing this what does that look like? And and was that a witness? I mean, could they be like mid mid chuck of a rock, and they're like, "Whoa, that's different. That's different." Well, and that and that mm-hmm. gets kind of into that weird. And we don't know again, so this is conjecture, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know that Paul is there. I mean, Saul, you know, is, right. is how he's referred to at the time, holding the coat, right? Holding the coat. So he's he's a witness to all of this. Mm-hmm. Is that a seed? Again, we it don't was. know, but I mean, I believe but, it was, but this is like, yeah, this guy is standing here and he's watching and here's this guy that they're killing and he's mm-hmm. praying for the forgiveness of those that are killing him. Mm-hmm. One of the guys standing there is the guy who eventually becomes the greatest missionary in the first century, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think- and addressed uh, so many of the issues within the first century church um, and so much of the Jewish confusion about the application of the Torah, of the laws of God. And kind of bringing some clarity among the the first century Jewish believers, you know, people who grew up in the faith, which actually builds um, on what Stephen was trying to do. Yes, because he says, Bring here, "Hey, here's what here's what our our scriptures were actually pointing to." Yes, Paul does the same thing. Yes. I mean, you read in Romans you know, as he addresses the purpose of the law. Mm-hmm. You read, you know, mm-hmm. elsewhere, Colossians, Galatians, when he's talking about circumcision. Mm-hmm. Ephesians. Read, I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. Sh- so yeah, I mean, he he kind of takes mm-hmm. what what Stephen did and expands it yes. across the known world. So oh yes, and I I can't remember if Brandon said this, but I think he did. You know, it's kind of like uh, the the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus does the same thing. Jesus comes and he says, "You've heard it said, mm-hmm. but I say to you." Yep. So like, there's this this clarity. Okay, the Torah says this, but. This is actually what it meant. It's what it, it's, yeah. it's what it actually means. It's a little bit different. So bearing witness, man, that that's fantastic. Uh, I'm not checking my text messages here. I've got a picture of the, the slide. Um, Kinsey said, too, that we need to be a forgiving, and we've kind of already talked about this, but we need to be a forgiving people. Um, and he actually had a little bit of silence. I would say of the four things that he asked us to be, forgiving was probably the 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 most important component and he actually asked us to be quiet get the note note app on our phone or get a pen and paper out and and begin kind of taking uh, an assessment uh and asking you know are there places in our lives where we have unforgiveness which what what do we know about unforgiveness if it remains it 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 actually mutates 
unforgiveness mutates and changes to something else called bitterness. And, and uh, Brandon shared a story mm. of, of a, a ministry hurt where he was hurt by another person, a pastor that he served. And God's process of bringing him to a place of forgiveness, even though that pastor never, that person that hurt him never came and said that they were sorry or never admitted it. Let, let's let's uh, spend a little time talking about that, Josh. That's, well, and I, I do think that's an important distinction, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes we... We're like, oh, I'll forgive them if they just come and apologize. Like, right. and we 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 make the, the mm -hmm. forgiveness contingent on on them, right? Whereas, you know, I, I don't think that's uh, necessary, right? So you can you can go through that process, and and that's an important thing too, right? This isn't like a oh, I forgive them, it's okay, it's mm -hmm. over. This might be a process, you know. Mm -hmm. And I love you know uh, Brandon's transparency with that. Like mm -hmm. this was a, it was over a period of time. Yes. Right. This isn't something that just magically goes away mm -hmm. uh, like that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important, and actually, I would connect this to something like silence and solitude. Right. If if we're in a place of unforgiveness, uh, we first need Holy Spirit. If if we're we might not even be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes something happened years and years and years ago, and we don't even realize that we're still holding on to that. Mm -hmm. uh, we need those moments of, of of silence and solitude for Holy Spirit to let that kind of bubble to the surface. Yeah. Uh, but then we have to be willing to step into the mess mm -hmm. and and say, all right, Holy Spirit. And, and and I think sometimes there's the honesty because maybe you're like, Lord, I don't I don't want to forgive this person. Absolutely. But you, you call me to do that. You're mm -hmm. gonna have to show me what that looks like. Yeah. And and then engaging in whatever process Holy Spirit guides you through. Mm -hmm. uh, again, and, and I, again, I love I love Brandon's transparency. Sometimes that's through the the intervention of a of a Christian counselor. Mm -hmm. We would always 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 recommend that if you seek counseling, that it be faith based. Yes. To, to ignore the spiritual component, uh, you're that's a huge <laughs> mistake. That's a, that's a huge mistake. It's a mistake. Um, mm -hmm. Again, your every counselor might have good tools. Mm -hmm. But if you ignore the spiritual component, you're you're missing a significant piece of what it could be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so maybe maybe counseling is a part of that. Mm -hmm. Again, time just in in silence and solitude, letting Holy Spirit kind of reveal things to you. I think that could be a component of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have to actually go through the process. Um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. You, you did, and and uh, I shared this actually with Brandon during staff prayer time last Thursday. You know, we get together and we pray into the message, pray about what we're going to be doing, and pray for one another. Um, <clears throat> I got to a place in my own life, uh, similar places as Brandon, where I had a particular person that I was, and still, I still struggle at times. Um, to forgive and recognized patterns of bitterness in this person's life that had actually done exactly what the scriptures say mm. that when bitterness is in another person it's very contagious so unforgiveness is is kind of internal right it's just inside of us we don't it doesn't affect other people as much but when we harbor that unforgiveness and it mutates and it becomes bitterness the scriptures say that that root of bitterness it, it actually defiles many is what mm. the scriptures say it defiles or ruins or and, and that had happened in my own life i had been defiled by the bitterness of another person and so as you know josh the worship team we were currently there's there's uh eight of us on a, or seven of us on a year-long journey uh in a cohort where we meet uh once a month 
for some super in-depth discipleship things. And here, uh, and every month we have a particular practice. Silence and solitude has been part of that. Talking about Sabbath. Uh, we entered the practice of fasting. And at the same time of, of kind of talking about and beginning, beginning to practice uh, fasting from food, I sensed that God was asking us at the same time to uh, pray for our enemies oh. daily, every day, and to keep track of that, to pay attention. And so... I said this to the group, like, yeah, you know, this is what we're going to do. And the group was pretty cool because they were like, you know, we didn't see uh, the connection of fasting and praying for enemies as being very, very helpful to be together uh, until we started doing it. And they, they were experiencing some freedom. But what I began to do was, okay, I was like, Lord, you've called me to obey this. You've called me to do this. So this is what I'm going to do. And I'm still doing it every day. I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying... Uh, this person's name, and I, I pray their prayer of deep peace. Mm. So I say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, I lift into your holy presence. May they experience the deep peace of Christ today. And what's been amazing, Josh, is that as I've prayed that liturgy every day, what I have found is a sort of a shift in my heart towards believing it mm -hmm. and wishing it and hoping for it and wanting it like God today for this person, maybe, he, maybe we won't have deep peace between each other, but this person I do believe knows Jesus. Would they experience somehow tangibly today, that deep peace of Christ? Um, but I, I say, I share that story to say that it's just what you've said, which is it's a process. Yep. But I mean, the reality is right, and that and that's where I don't I don't know if everyone everyone believes me when we talk about this. Um, but when Jesus says, "Pray for your enemies," right, mm -hmm. and we when we actually step into that, mm -hmm. and again, you're experiencing this, and when we pray blessings mm -hmm. over that person, yeah, when we wish something opposite, right? I I don't I don't think it's possible to consistently pray blessings over somebody and maintain any level of hatred or bitterness towards that person. Mm -hmm. Say so, that again. So so I, I don't, it, it almost seems self-serving. I don't pray for my enemies necessarily primarily for their sake, although my prayers are focused mm -hmm. on their benefit, mm -hmm. but they might never actually change what they do, but it changes my heart. Because mm -hmm. like, like I said, I can't, I can't, pray every day that this person experiences the deep peace of, of Christ and then continue to hate them. You can't do or it. Or be angry at them. You like, can't do it. Like you will find that those things can't coexist. They can't. Like they, so it's so true, it's, Josh. Yeah. So I think it, it, it changes us. And, and you've seen that. I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. Like some of us are like, man, I want to like yeah. smash this guy's face with a cinder block. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Oh and, yeah. And you start to pray, Lord, like, man, bless mm -hmm so-and-so like work in their life like give mm -hmm. them good things and yeah sooner or later yeah. you, you don't want to smash them in the face with a center block I, I think i could be wrong could be i think it was cory ten boom who has an uh, unbelievable story of forgiveness check that out but cory ten booms once said i think it was her maybe it was elliot uh unforgiveness and bitterness is the poison we drink expecting oh. to kill someone to yeah. kill our enemies yep. 
it's the it's the poison we drink expecting it to kill our enemies well because we we hold on to things like unforgiveness we hold on to bitterness mm-hmm. like and we we feel like we are somehow hurting the other person mm-hmm. <laughs> they might not have a clue mm-hmm. they might not like they're going through life just fine and we're miserable yeah they have no idea we're holding on to this thing yeah um, so yeah that is a good that's a good kind of word picture mm-hmm. for it because uh, spoiler alert, if you drink poison, <laughs> you're the one who dies. You're gonna not, die, not the other person. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, what was his last? His B? last B was uh, to we're, be hopeful. We're pushing an hour here. Yeah. To be a hopeful uh, person, to be a person that's filled with hope, and I, I, I really like this. Kinsey's a yellow person, and the I said this, you heard that. Sanguine, Sanguine yep. um, which means he loves being with people. He loves games. He loves. Um, fun yeah. fun yes he has a, a very gregarious sort of personality and those of us who know kinsey's what we love about him um but he he uh, specifically talked about how important it is for christians to be hopeful people mm-hmm. you know we what about uh eeyore uh from from winnie the pooh we <laughs> talk about that how many people if you're at your office or you, your neighbors your friends you're like you know jesus loves you he, and he he brings you so much joy and happiness in it'll your life. blow your mind it will be amazing where's my tail where's my tail <laughs> so true you always lost his tail he did too but the, the need for us to 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 maintain hopefulness and the way that we do that is to meditate on the truths and promises of the scripture that jesus is returning one day and mm-hmm. kinsey talked about that you know josh you and i were talking before we hit record you know just about uh the grief surrounded and related to sickness the only hope that we have as christians is the promise of heaven that says there will be no more sickness no more death and dying there'll be no more tears he'll wipe all those tears away and that trust in that truth of god's word is what propels us forward but it also helps us to be a better witness it helps us to serve others uh, hope is very, very important. So let's just really quickly, well, unless you're going to speak no, no, to no, that. No, go, go for it. I, well, I was just going to say, I mean, it's it's not saying that you have to be happy, happy, joy, joy all the time. No. Because, you know, that's not reality. It's a place for grief. It's not saying that if you're 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 in a place of depression, oh, well, mm-hmm. I guess you just don't have hope. You don't really know. We're not saying that. No. We're not saying that. But we do know that, that ultimately we have our hope anchored in Jesus, what mm-hmm. he did, uh, what he's accomplished on our behalf. Uh, and... We need to hang out of that. And if we actually hang out of that and believe that it's true, mm-hmm. like how does that not affect the way that we interact with people? Uh, we, as as human beings, have a, a natural bent towards the negative. Again, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that this hope means you have to be an optimist. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd lean more pessimistic. Like that's, that's kind of my natural wiring. I'm not saying that that's okay just because it's my natural wiring, mm-hmm. but it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, if, if I'm always just going into that negative, always like finding what's mm-hmm. wrong in a situation like i mean that's kind of anti well hopeful. when we're in that space we're, we're outside of the love of jesus because paul tells us in corinthians that love hopes mm. all things believes all things right thinks good things um is patient is kind uh i find for me when i'm lacking hope it, it's i'm outside of experiencing the love of god myself and then that just starts bubbling, exuding out of, of, of my person onto others. And Kinsey talked about that. Yep. Um, yeah. 
All right, but where, where uh, were you going to go? four things. I just wanted to review those. Uh, listeners, viewers, uh, from the life of Stephen, Acts chapter 7, we want to encourage you, go back and listen to the message, but also to uh, read Acts read. chapter 7, read well, the story. Six, yeah, the rest of 6, six and, and, seven. and all the way through 7. Yep. yep. And consider how this week you can be a servant. How can you take this message and serve others? Be a witness. How can you... Uh, share the truth of who Jesus mm. is with your family, friends, and neighbors. And probably the biggest thing, ask like David did, Lord, seek my heart, reveal those wicked ways that are in me and show me places where I need to forgive others. If you've lived any amount of time on this earth, you've got people <laughs> who've hurt you. Some of you really seriously, right? You've got trauma in your past and you need to begin and, and start that process of forgiving forgiving and josh and i are not saying to you brandon was not saying to you hey just stink and forgive and move on you dirty unforgiving sinner no we're saying yeah, just take a step work like that yeah. no <laughs> just take a step down that path just start start that that path uh that walk with god and last be a hopeful person like jesus like like stephen yeah i mean this is not it's not just theoretical these are actually quite practical mm-hmm. uh, these are things where we're legitimately i like what you said ask the question and holy mm-hmm. spirit will show you oh he will how can i be these things this week a servant mm-hmm. how can i be hopeful how can i where do i need to forgive mm-hmm. how can you know all of those ask mm-hmm. the questions uh and then when he shows you step into obedience yeah uh, with that thing so yeah well come back next week guys for episode 30 uh we'll, we'll be continuing the book of acts and the awakened series uh we always want to encourage you to like and subscribe particularly would you would you share this episode on your facebook feed if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the radiant life uh youtube channel if you're listening on apple podcasts or spotify or android i use the overcast personally podcast app and i only listen to the podcasts i subscribe to Mm -hmm. i only listen to the podcasts i subscribe to uh, so subscribe subscribing makes things easy because it just shows up on your phone you can listen to it or watch it whenever it works for you uh, so we want to encourage you to do that josh any last parting words no i think i think we're good yeah we look okay. forward to continuing the conversation next week in the book of acts so yeah. god bless you guys thanks for listening to radiant reflections the podcast of the radiant life church in sturgis michigan We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.